Hey friend, so when I say the word hospitality, or when someone asks if you would host an event, or there's the need or expectation to have someone over for dinner, or someone spontaneously wants to stop by, how does that make you feel, honestly? I'm not sure how these situations may trigger you, but I can say that in the past, I've been very burnt out on hospitality when it comes to having others visit or stay with me or even hosting dinners. Today's conversation matters though, because your home matters. The culture you create matters and the lives you touch in and through your home matter. There is a bigger vision than the world that you're consumed with. When I say that, I mean all the things that make up your personal life and take up your calendar. I get all of this more than you know. The challenge with finding the capacity to invite others into your life when you already feel full to the brim. I'm sure you're already trying to keep your head above water. So the thought of creating space or time for anyone else is like, okay, not even an option. But this past year has really changed my heart in a big way. And one of the changes for me in my life as a result is that I've opened up my heart to gathering with others face-to-face on a weekly intentional basis. I've not only been learning the value of hospitality, but things went to a whole new level recently when I ended up having an unexpected guest live with me for the past two months. Well, I have my beautiful, precious, wonderful house guest Hannah with me here on the podcast today to talk about how this came about, what this experience has really been like behind the scenes, and what we've been learning when it comes to hospitality and opening up our homes and our hearts in this way. So if you desire greater influence and impact and really want to be the change that you wish to see in the world from a biblical perspective, I want to encourage you to open up your heart and your mind to this conversation today to see what the Lord wants to speak to you. It is so, so sweet. Also, I want to remind you to get in touch with me. Go to the website nourishingmichelle.com and send me a voice message, a speak pipe voice note or a comment. Let me know your questions. I, first of all, would love to hear your feedback after you hear these conversations, but I want to know what's on your heart, what's on your mind, what questions do you have even around this topic of hospitality or whatever is just weighing on your mind and on your heart right now. I would love to respond to you more specifically on the podcast. I would need to hear from you in order to do that. So I am opening up the communication lines. So let me know how I can serve you best. And don't forget to take a second to scroll down to the bottom of this podcast right now to click the five stars to rate this episode and just say thank you for this beautiful conversation that's about to happen and to share it with all of the women in your life that would love some encouragement when it comes to cultivating a heart of hospitality in their home and making a greater difference in this world that we're living. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle High, and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? 
Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. Hey guys, welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast. And today I'm not here alone. I've got my sweet friend Hannah with me. What's up? Not just in the house, but on the mic. We're actually sharing the <laughs> podcast mic. I thought we would do a Zoom, but yeah, no, we're just like sitting here in the living room on the same mic. So this is really fun and special and a first for us here. But listen, why? Why is she here with me today? Well, Hannah's been living in our home for the past two months, and I'm so excited for you to get to know her, her heart, her experience when it comes to this conversation of hospitality. Really living in a deeply flexible place of surrender while remaining joyful in the process. And also prioritizing face-to-face -face relationships and so much more. We just have so much we want to share with you. So I'm really excited for this time together. Thank you so much for carving out time from your schedule to sit with me today. And um, welcome. Thank you so much. It's my honor. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. So tell us just real quick a little bit about you and where you're at. Yeah. So my name's Hannah. I am 27 years old. I... I'm a photojournalist and moved to Florida two and a half years ago and just have a heart for Jesus and want to know him and follow him and live for him. So that has brought me to Orlando for the time being. So awesome. here I am. <laughs> awesome. So I was praying about it and I was like, wow, while Hannah's living here, I want to have a conversation with her. And this is the truth, guys. Like we could literally talk for 50 million hours. We could talk all day, every day about so many things. It's insane. So but I was like, man, what is the one thing that I feel called to ask her to talk about that would be on your heart, Lord? And the topic was on hospitality because this has been something new to me in this sense to have somebody living in my home. So just to provide some context, I just want to start out and share with you guys I'm going to kind of take over the mic for a few minutes and tell you a little bit about my story and my testimony when it comes to this word hospitality and really how I was completely burnt out and even, even bitter towards it, really. You know, I've always been told that I was good at hospitality. And when I look back, I always thought that I thought I was, but then I got to the place where I was like, no, actually, I hate it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, I, I, because it was one of those things. It wasn't because I was choosing it, it was because I had to, and I was kind of forced in those situations. And what happened was we moved away, our family moved to Nashville, Tennessee area, a little bit of North Carolina. So during that time that we were gone, we had a lot of change and transition. We were moving a lot. As you know, I've had a lot of babies. And so there was just a lot of transition. But on top of that, because we lived away, we had continual company it felt. I was always cleaning up after somebody had left or preparing for somebody to come. And it was just this continual cycle of hosting guests, of accommodating people, of just putting your best face forward. And it just was really, really exhausting. 
and things kind of peaked when we took a little season in North Carolina where we actually were living in the same home with another family for a time because of circumstances. And in that season, I literally felt like I lived in a fishbowl. It was just people all the time. A lot of boundaries were crossed and there wasn't a lot of the wisdom and just the grace and the understanding back then that I know now. And so all of that just played a toll on me. And when we ended up moving back to Florida, I cannot tell you how excited I was to not have to host anybody <laughs> anymore. We live near family now at this point and we didn't have an extra room in our house. And I just literally remember feeling like, I'm so happy I don't have to have anybody over for dinner. I don't have to have anybody stay here. Like my family is all mine, my house is all mine, and I'm so happy to close up my doors and just do my life and stop feeling like I have to be on everybody else's schedule. So there was that. And then I healed up from that season and had that time to rest and really just cherish my family, which is, again, it's a good and a healthy thing. It's just that my heart was not open. It was really closed off and frustrated and burnt out and bitter. So that's just where I was. And then from there, life just got busy. As a work from home, homeschooling mom of five, I mean, we were just full to the brim. There was no space. There was no capacity. There was no margin for hosting people and having people over and even getting together. You know how it is. I, I could... Oh my gosh, if I could just say the amount of times where moms, it's like, hey, let's get coffee or yeah, I would love to get coffee with you, but when, where, how is this going to fit? It's so challenging. I know you get this. It is a miracle, it seems, when you can actually get two moms together for some quality one-on-one -on -one time because there's so many things that just pull us away from that face-to-face -face connection. So after that, life was just busy. It wasn't that I was against it necessarily. There just wasn't room for it. And as you guys know, this past year has been a deep journey of surrender. And part of my journey has been slowing down and opening up my heart in new ways. And that's looked like opening up my home. And so really valuing people face-to-face -face and those relationships and really seeking to do life with the family of believers that God has called us to that has been new and challenging in its own way. But the thing is that we've been aligning our lives to really give ourselves to that way, to really give ourselves the time and the capacity for those relationships, because it doesn't just happen. I'm just going to say upfront, you will never have time for this kind of thing. You will never, you have to make the time, you have to prioritize it. So that's just the truth of the matter. So even though I've set up our lives to have people over and to get together with other people and really um, cultivate these relationships, things went to a whole nother level just the last couple months when I had the opportunity for Hannah to live in our home. And so I will just tell you straight up, this is nothing that I ever, ever crossed my mind. It wasn't in the plan. I had no idea. So what happened was I met Hannah through church, didn't know her that well or that much. And we ended up one day having a conversation. You're like, hey, can we talk? And I was like, sure. Well, okay, back up for a second. I knew that she was in a situation where she was needing to to figure out housing. She was in a house with some other ladies and things were changing and they were all needing to kind of relocate. And I knew that that was the situation. I knew she needed a place to live, but 
being the good Christian that I am, like, like we all are, it's like, sure, I will be praying for you. I will pray that the Lord will provide a place. No problems. You have my prayers. Never in a million years did it cross my mind that like, hey, I actually have a home and we could make room. Never crossed my mind. So one day Hannah asked to talk. We got on a Zoom together and I'm just giving you guys like the real Cliff Notes version, but she was like, you know, I, I'm not saying thus saith the Lord, but I really want to be obedient. And I really feel led to ask you if you would pray about me living with you guys. And immediately I, I was kind of like, I wasn't expecting that. I was taken a little bit off guard and I was like, yeah, well, I can tell you up front. It's not that I'm unwilling. I just don't know if we can, if we can afford to. And there was a million reasons why. It just, in my mind, wasn't going to work. We didn't have the extra room. The timing was bad. We might be in transition ourselves with possibly moving. Like there was a million reasons why it just wasn't going to work. It didn't make sense. And yeah, probably, no, my heart is good, but probably not going to happen. <laughs> Anyhow, I got off the phone with her and I promised. I was like, yes, I will pray about it. So I went and talked to my husband, thinking immediately that he would be probably not in favor considering all of the reasons that I was already thinking about. And he was immediately in favor. He immediately was on board and supportive. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and so I won't get into all the details, but it is really neat that, you know, the Lord had spoken to my husband specifically and to me separately, the exact same thing about Hannah. We didn't know her that well, but he had revealed to us that through our relationship with her, she had something special to teach us. And we were going to actually connect as families that she was going to be like family and we were going to do life together and be close. Like we already knew this and we knew some specific even reasons why she was in our life and that it was precious and special and we were all on board with it. But to have somebody living in our home now, that was another conversation. So he was really supportive and on board and he already was prepared in his heart, which was, was really interesting. So we kind of knew that evening immediately. Wow. Like this is probably going to happen. I was like, let me go to bed. Let me pray about it. And so I went to bed that night just asking the Lord, Lord, give me wisdom. I just want to know, like, whatever you want, you have my yes, but please give me clarity. So the next morning I woke up and I really was just praying into that. And I will read to you. I'm just going to read it. I was reading in Romans 12 and this is what it said. I'm going to start at the beginning because it's just so good. And then I'll skip to the part that really confirmed what the Lord was already speaking to my heart. So this is Romans 12 and it starts out the title, you know, in the Bible, they have the titles, a living sacrifice to God it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. All right, skipping to verse nine. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. <laughs> Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. 
be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. The Passion Translation says, eagerly welcome people as guests into your home. And I've read that verse many times before, but when I read it that next morning, as I was specifically asking God for clarity and for an answer, because I'm like, God, I just need to know what your heart is for this situation. It was could not have been more highlighted in my heart. Always be eager to practice hospitality. So right then and there, I knew what, what we were to do. There was complete confirmation. And I just want to encourage you guys on another note is to remember that the Lord speaks to you through his word. He's going to confirm the things that he's speaking to you. So make sure that you're in the word and that you're um, really finding him and seeking him through reading the word of God. So I text Hannah immediately and let her know my answer because, you know, the thing is, is delayed obedience. I'm like, that's just disobedience. Like I know what to do. It didn't mean I didn't have to process through that. And it didn't mean that I didn't have to wrestle through logistics and mindsets or emotions or whatever that is. It's just, I had clarity and my answer was yes, Lord. And I let Hannah know immediately. And that was how this, this whole situation even began. But I want to really quick, just define hospitality because we're using this word in this conversation. And I know that, I don't know what that means to you. I don't know how that triggers you or what your perception is. So I just wanted to find that and say Merriam-Webster's dictionary. It defines hospitality as generous and friendly treatment of visitors and guests or hospitable treatment. But dictionary.com goes a little bit further and it defines hospitality as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. So there's that. And I just want to challenge you today. It's really about the posture of your heart. Hospitality is going to look different for everybody in every situation, but your heart really matters because if your heart is right, if your heart is surrendered towards what God desires and what his heart is for you, you're going to be able to respond as the Lord leads with action and when opportunities arise. So this is all about the posture of your heart, but I just wanted to open up and challenge you through this conversation, through my story and through a whole lot more of just things that we have on our heart to share but I just wanted to share my side so that you have context. So I'm going to pass the mic to Hannah. And I want to know, honestly, but it's funny, we have not actually had this conversation because for us, it didn't really matter. Like this yeah. backstory that we're sharing wasn't even a thing because we knew, Lord, we trust your leadership in our life, number one. And number two, this is what you've ordained. This is what you've asked. And this mm -hmm. is your desire. And so this conversation hasn't really been priority. So I literally don't even know. <laughs> what you're going to say. So I want to know from you, yeah. what was your side? What was the situation? What was the Lord speaking? And how did you even get to the point to boldly, courageously ask me <laughs> yeah. to move in in that way? Yeah. So, okay. This was in November and you guys had hosted house church on one of the Sundays in November. And I remember coming in, sitting in the room and the Lord was, he was doing a lot in my heart specifically with vulnerability that morning. And there was, so recently, I mean, in the last six months, the Lord's transitioned me to be a part of this, this house church that we're, that we're at, where I got to meet Michelle and Tyler and the kids. And, um, 
And so I live kind of far away because that's where I've been located, um, about 45 minutes away. And so we, um, we drove in and we were at house church and the Lord started to speak to me and, um, something that our pastor was sharing was about how we need to prioritize the relationships that are in this room and how we need to even inconvenience ourselves to prioritize them. And so I remember getting in the car with this precious woman who I've been living with. I call her Mama Cammie. And um, when we were driving away, I was like, oh, you know, Mama Cammie, I just, I feel like the Lord was really speaking to me about how, like, there might need to be a transition of where we're living, like to be closer to this, this company of people that the Lord's brought us to. And she and I, and, and, um, the other, the other girls, my dear friends who were living together, we were in this transition of, we had to be out of our house and we didn't know where we were going to be. And so we were all just like really seeking the Lord, thinking it was going to be together. And he started to speak to me specifically about prioritizing and like being located close to two people from the house church. So after that, 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 that very day you, you came up to me and you said, Hey, can we have lunch together mm. that very morning? Like right after, um, Wait, hold on. You know, what's really funny is I was literally praying that you would find something close. Cause I wanted you close. <laughs> I really, I really wanted you to live close so yeah. that we could quote do, do life, life together. But I still was not open. Like I just never thought, like, right. let me offer our home. Yeah. Never. It's yeah. so funny. It's that, just so yeah, funny. that's wild. Okay. So yeah, that whole morning I'm like, I'm supposed to be coming closer here. Mm. Um, still not even thinking, not even imagining that it would be this home where I even had that first thought about it that I, the Lord had me live here with you guys. So we had lunch that afternoon. I got to be with you and Tyler and the kids for the first time. Like really, we hadn't ever spent time together. And Literally, I mean, we were here for probably five hours that afternoon and we were sitting around the table and I just, sometimes the way the Lord communicates to me, um, always, always through the word and there will be these whiffs of like, it's like wind, like rushing through. It's like just a thought will feel like a, a, a blow of wind and it just kept blowing through my mind. Like the whole time we were sitting there, you're going to live with them for a season you're going to, you're going to live with him for a season. And I just kept thinking like, Lord, what? Like, is that you? Or is that just my own desire? Cause I am resonating so much with you guys sharing your story. And I just have, I love being around their children. And I was like, is this me or is this you? And it just kept occurring to my mind, like the whole, probably five times within, within the course of us sitting together. So I kind of just tucked that away and I, I pondered it in my heart and was like, Lord, if this is, if this is you, just make, make the way straight. And, um, and so we, me and mom Cammy left and, and over the course of the next two weeks, we were still on the search for another place to live. Like we kept, we were being faithful and, and praying together and just, we kept hitting a roadblock. And that next week when I went away, I sent the Lord saying to me, um, really prompting me to have a conversation with you about living with you and Tyler. And it's a really vulnerable thing because typically in the past, as the Lord's led me, he'll sometimes orchestrate the other side to like invite me in. But then for me to be like, hey, um, can I be in your home? Like that's, It's like a vulnerable thing. And 
And so he's so strategic because he had been teaching me and is still teaching me always about vulnerability. But um, I, I kept hitting this roadblock trying to find another place to live. And I, I sensed him saying, if you are going to continue to delay with asking, with talking to Tyler and Michelle, then you're actually preventing breakthrough for the other girls to find a place because you're all searching together and I have something different and I need you to come in alignment with what I'm asking of you. And I felt like a, a bit of a discipline from the Lord, just, just out of a delay of obedience, out of timidity and like fear and whatever. So I repented for that. And I, I just said, okay, Lord, I like, I'm going to obey you. And I, um, yeah, I, we had that conversation on FaceTime and you were, <laughs> you were like, you know, I'm not saying the answer is no, but it's probably not yet. <laughs> and, and all the while I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just, I'm being obedient. Like, I don't know what else to do. I'm just doing what I know to do. And so I went to bed that night and I felt my conscience was clear because I was like, Lord, I did all that I knew to do. Like, I, I, I really felt like I was supposed to jump ship kind of like thinking about Jonah and him being disobedient and they had to get him off the boat for them to have breakthrough. So I was like, Lord, I was trying to like surrender. I was trying to walk the plank. Like now what do I do? And so I went to bed and I'm like, Lord, just, just have your way. So then woke up the next morning and <laughs> I, I never look at my phone in the morning, but that particular morning I looked at it and I got the text from you at like 8am and you were like, Hey, I wasn't expecting to message you back so soon and I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have complete clarity with with Tyler that the Lord has shown us that this is right and that like you're supposed to live with us and I was overwhelmed with so much joy mm. and just felt the pleasure of the Lord over it and then literally the next day the other the other girls had their place lined up wow and it was just this perfect orchestration and he needed to like kind of allow me to feel that discomfort to know, okay, I can, I can step out and it might not happen automatically, but you're always going to come through for me whenever I'm like, just do it, seeking to be led by you. So, yeah. And you know, you've said, you said something to me when we had that conversation and you were asking, cause I remember asking, well, what do your parents think? Cause you had just been with them. <laughs> I'm like, what are your mom and dad? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and you said, you know, they really trust the Lord's leadership in my life. And you had mm -hmm. used that phrase a couple of times. And since then, I have really embraced and acquired that phrase because it is true. Like, ultimately, we have to trust the Lord's leadership in our life. And He is a good shepherd and mm -hmm. He's guiding us. And whether you're on the giving or the receiving end of hospitality, there is vulnerability involved. That's the point. Yeah. And God wants us to be vulnerable because in that place, we're open up to what he can do. And yeah. he can really show up in a capacity that he can't when we're closed off and the doors of our heart are closed. And, you know, I think for you guys listening, I'm sure that inviting somebody in your into your home, even if it's just for dinner or having a guest stay with you or somebody actually moving in for a time, that is to me, I will tell you the reason why this was such a big deal and why I never even considered it is because it is the most vulnerable thing that I could ever do because my home is my world. It is where I work. It is where we play. It is where I raise my kids. It's where I homeschool. My entire life is in my home. It's my world. And so to have somebody come in to really just 
invite them into your place and your space to see because it's real, the good, the bad, the ugly, that is raw, that is real, that is scary, that is vulnerable. But I will tell you, although I knew without a doubt that this was God's desire, I knew that I still had to process through some things that I had to process through some mindsets that I had that I had carried over from previous seasons. For example, last time when I was burnt out on hospitality and having people in the home, it's because I had the disease to please. I was always treating people the entire time like they were a guest and I had to like perform and it was exhausting. And this was not going to be the case. My number one goal was I'm going to be completely 100% myself. And even when you came, I told you, I welcome you like a guest, but I'm going to treat you like family. And what's been so beautiful is even before you came, let me back up for one second. The week before you came, I cannot express, I have had had such a deep peace preparing for you to come in every way. It was just the grace of God has just been on it from the beginning. And so it wasn't even his grace. There was joy in it. There was excitement. There was just his goodness all over it because I knew that God had ordained this time and it was going to be something special. And it's not even over. It's just the beginning of something beautiful. And Mm -hmm. relationships are beautiful. Walking together with believers is a beautiful thing. And so Mm -hmm. his grace has been on it. His peace has been in it. As I've continued to surrender my old mindsets or my flesh or my feelings and just trust God and what he has planned and not have to have all the answers and have it all figured out. Yeah. So it's been really beautiful. And I will tell you, now that we're two months into it, I have felt completely myself. I feel like I have not acted any different, that nothing has been weird yeah. or awkward or it, it hasn't been disruptive. It's actually been amazing. And so for that, I just have to give God glory. So I just want to share from experience that when God is in something, when he is asking you to do something, when he is asking you to surrender your heart in new ways and open up your home in these ways, he's going to be faithful and he's going to take care of you. And there's going to be blessing and grace for that. So I am really thankful for this time. And I know that we're actually up against another transition. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is that this transition that's happening as you move locations again for, for a bit, all that we know is ahead of us. It's special because God is ordaining this. If we both were honest with ourselves and with each other, and we just went off how we felt, Mm -hmm. I'm not really ready for you to leave, (laughs) you know? And I think yeah. you would probably, you could probably stay a little longer too in your 100%. heart. 100%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that these choices, where we live and what we do with our lives, it really, we really want the Lord to, to guide and yeah. lead us. We don't want yeah. to just go off of feelings and convenience and preference because we're really going to miss out on his full plan and his bigger picture if, yeah. if we do that. So Absolutely. one more thing as we kind of wrap up this first part of our conversation is, you know, from living here, from really just coming in and being welcomed as family and treated no different in the sense of like, we haven't been putting on a show. We've which yeah. just, this is us and you've seen good and you've seen not so great moments. It's just how it is. But like, what has it been like for you? How do you feel now that you've been here for a few months? Are there some highlights? Uh, Anything that you've specifically learned from being in our home that you would love to share? Oh my gosh. 
This is going to need a whole podcast of its own, okay, y'all? Because I, I just need to first say that this woman, she literally practices what she preaches. I've gotten to hear, I haven't gotten to listen to all of your podcasts, but the ones that I've heard, I will be like driving away from the home on my way to the gym or on my way to run errands or whatever. And I'll be listening to her and I'm like, yep, she does that. I know it. Yep. She's saying this and she lives that. And I have just been honestly, like I go to sleep almost every night thinking, Lord, you are so kind to me to have brought me into this home for this time. And I see it as such a strategy from him. It's not just like a random occurrence. It's like, he's so strategic with everything he does in all of our lives as we as we we're letting him be Lord of our lives. And so when I, when I think about my time here, I think for the rest of my life, I'm going to be extracting like little nuggets of, of wisdom and revelation from, from these couple months. And, um, I think, man, when I, when I hear, when I hear the words intentionality, I, I think of Michelle, I think the way that I have gotten to watch her every day, like genuinely pursuing the hearts of her children and and going on walks with them and being like such a such a person of vision. She and Tyler are, are true people of vision because they seek the Lord. And I think the the unity that they live within is actually what gives room for just the beauty that I'm getting to experience being around their children and like the order, there's just a lot of order. Like they're, they're, they're so free and like, they're so, um, they're so fun, but there's like a, there's a protocol, which is like the protocol of the kingdom that they're really learning to, to walk in and and live in. And so I would say like the unity of the two of them, the two of you guys, um, has just been really sweet to see. Like you guys really fight for your marriage. You, you, you take time. Like last night you, you went and you walked and just got to share your hearts with each other. And you, you don't just go through the motions. Like you're, you're really, you're really seeking to fight for the things that the Lord values. And he's a family man. So he values family so much. And you guys don't busy your lives up. You, you really are after like the the deep the deep things of what the Lord's heart is after not just not just doing a bunch of stuff but actually being his and learning to walk with him and um and so even seeing Tyler like be the priest of his home and and I'll be upstairs spending time with Jesus and I'll hear Tyler just singing his heart out down <laughs> here and just like I mean the the way that <laughs> He truly has like <laughs> taken that as like his mantle and um there's so much power in that and the way that you you guys are such a team and yet you so joyfully are yielded to his leadership in the home and um yeah there's just so many things and like the way their kids are I I literally we joke around a lot I feel like I feel like a a big sister like a second Hannah in the family cuz they have their own Hannah and um yeah, just, uh, I don't even really have words. I know that, I know that for years, I'm just going to be thinking about the things that he, the Lord's taught me through 
tasting of his life in you guys. Not just sitting down and you giving me a checklist of all the great parenting tips and marriage tips and whatever, but just watching you and, and being near you. And, and even Michelle, she'll come up to me and be like, hey, can we talk for a minute? And she just wants to like know how I'm doing. And it's just, it's really disarming, like the love that, I, that I've experienced here. So, Wow, well, I, I was not expecting all that. <laughs> I'm just over here crying, you guys, like literally. Like I, yeah, thank you. That is like means so much. I, it really is my heart's desire to live out every word that I speak, which is why this podcast means so much to me because I'm not here to tickle your ears and to say fancy good things. Actually, if anything, I, I guarantee a lot of these conversations challenge you, specifically this one. I guarantee this is going to provoke your heart in an uncomfortable way, but let it. Let it do that. Let the Lord speak to you how he wants to, because, you know, like Hannah mentioned, in life, we have to fight for the things that matter most. I have to fight to spend time with my children for quality time, even though I am a homeschool mom. Like it's not, nothing in life comes easy. You have to fight for those things and prioritize them. You have to fight for your marriage, but I want you to fight for hospitality because it's something that matters to God's heart. So go read Romans 12, the whole thing, because it's all good and it's all beautiful, but know that it is on God's heart and it is on his mind. And so as you fight for the most important things in life, don't forget to fight for opening up your heart and your home to be hospitable to other people and to invite people to be guests and just to have your heart posture willing and available and surrendered in that way because you might be the answer to someone's prayer. Someone could be praying and you might be the answer to their prayer. You might be the hands and feet of Jesus in a way that you would never expect it to be or expect it to look like. Be be available. Let him do what God wants to do and trust his leadership in your life. And I promise, I promise he is a good shepherd and you will never get lost if you follow his leadership. Hey, you like Mama so leave a review. Hey Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things, if you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect.